Give him praise. Come on, give him the praise. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. We open up our hearts to you, God, that you can speak directly to us. And that we will hear your word, your covenant word to us. And then we heed and obey that we may do all things that please you. And now God speak. We will hear and obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome to our guests and our family. Let's say our confession. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to... Amen. As you have your seats, turn your Bibles to Mark, the 12th chapter, verses 29 through 31. Also, I want us to remind us of the Holy Bible. And the Bible that you have is God's covenant. I want you to understand that. Um, that it's God's covenant word to you. I got, I got a picture of that I want to show you. That it's God's covenant word. Amen? Amen. And so when you come and, and when a person teaches from this, it's God's covenant to you. Amen. It's God's agreement. In this covenant, he's talking about his agreement with you and his agreement with you. And then you say all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. That's that's all it is. All right. right. Let's not make it uh, a personality thing. That's right. Uh, the, you know, sometimes we come to church, we, co- we get common and comfortable with each other in relationship. And then when the pastor's teaching, you know, the pastor's going off today, you know. And, you know what I'm saying? It gets personal. And we miss it. No, he's teaching from the word. You know, nobody's going off on nobody. You know, and so, but we we humanize it, and then we take away the spirituality of it, that it's God's covenant word to me. And I went into, and as I went into covenant with God, I promised God that whatever he said to me, that I would obey it. Amen? You got it? So we, in this series called Dynamics of Godly Relationships, we want to go from having good relationships. We want to have godly relationships, okay? And so we want to do it the way, have relationships the way God would have relationships. And so we're talking about God's, this morning, part two of God's triangular relationship uh, this morning about um, relationships. How God's in our relationship and how he wants to be in our relationship uh, with us in a triangular way. Amen? And so the scripture says this. Let's read. I'm reading from the NIV, okay? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now, our objective, we said, was to improve our relationship skills, make them godly, and then examine ourselves, look at ourselves, and based upon uh, what's going on in our lives. And then we said to live at peace with all people, if possible. Amen? Amen. And then we said the definition of relationship is a relationship is a connection, let's read together, between two or more people. So we connect here in the body of Christ through Christ. Now, that's very important. How do we connect here? How do we connect here? That's very important. Amen. We connect here through what? Christ. How do we all end up here? Christ. Christ. We connect through Christ. Our relationship is who? Christ. Through Christ. 
our relationship is not Jonelle and Keith. Jonelle and Keith came here through because he governs our relationship. That's very important in the body of Christ. Some don't you don't want to have a relationship without being connected in Christ. All right. So we deal with each other through who? Because that's how our connection got here. Very important. Our connection together is not to one another. It's through Christ to one another. And that's how we can deal with all the differences and all the different concepts here and how we can accept one another's differences. And that's what the that's why the racial barriers are in the world, because we still keep color involved in it instead of saying, listen, man, we're not connected white to black, Hispanic to black to white, Chinese. No, our connection is in Christ that supersedes our backgrounds, our values and what we have done to uh what we have done to one another as a race of people, we can forgive one another through Christ. Otherwise, I'm going to see you as a white person who, who did mean things to me. But if I look at you through Christ, I forgive you. And let's all walk. And so then when people see that, they begin to get drawn to Christ because they see Christ can reconcile people together. You got it? But if we this one-on-one thing, man, we're going we, you know, to be in a world of trouble, people. If we see each other through one another, we're going to be in a world of trouble. And that's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We get into personalities and this and that, and we forget that the reason we're here is that we got connected through Christ. All right? All right? Three levels of relationship. We said with self-interest. Most of them start with consumerism. What's in it for me? Next one is soulmate. It's mutuality. We can give back interdependent. We can give back to one another. And then we said sacred. Hopefully we get to a point in our relationships we see people through how God sees people. Then we said there's the disposable relationships. Then it's the value. It's worthless. We come to the point that it's worthless, then it's useless, it's broken, and then it's replaceable. I can, I can get another one, all right? And then we said the principles of relationship was, first principle was, God created humans for what? God is a relational God. All right? So he wants relationship with you. That's, that's awesome. That, that's truly, truly awesome. That the creator of this universe wants to impress his mind and will upon you and have a relationship with you. That's why he made you in his image and likeness. That's why he made you with emotions and, and be able to think. And uh, you have your own kind of, uh, not sovereignty of God, but you have your own will. You can, you can deny him or, or, or receive him. It's a real genuine relationship that he wants to have with you, that he's given you the freedom to have. He's wired you like that. And so he wants, but he wants relationship with you, right? And then God did what? Puts to us, God created humans to be relational, just like him. But, the, you know, but God's first relational, right? Then we have a relationship with him. Then he, we are relational people. We look, connection, we look for connections. You know, we don't try to love ourselves. We try to have somebody else love us. You know, but, but then again, always, always do this. And it's a lot, a lot of fun when you do this, right? You know, I, I, I be God, right? I say, okay, God's up in heaven. He's creating his people, right? And he wants us to be certain ways and certain things. So he has to wire us. He has to make us like this, right? So he, he has to put in, he says, I want these people to relate to one another. So he has to put that mechanism in you. So when people say, I don't, I don't need nobody. That, no, that's, that's hurt talking. That, that's, he didn't wire you like that. Now, you may not need a whole bunch of people, but you need somebody. Okay? You, you know what I'm saying? Because you're wired to want somebody. So there's nothing wrong with you wanting a friend. There's nothing wrong with you wanting somebody in your space to talk to outside of your family. There's nothing wrong with you because you get the human experience through relationship. Right. My wife gave, has given me a wonderful experience of what it means to be in love with another person. 
Without her, I could not be experiencing what I'm experiencing all these years. And that's why we seek it. And that's why you want to experience it, because uh, if you break up, why do we keep on going to series of relationships? Because we want to experience that that we cannot experience by ourselves. All right. And so sometimes you want friendships because you want to experience what a friend is and what what to be a friend and all those kind of things. But God, but but you've been wired like that. That's all. So when God got up in heaven, he said, I'm going to make all these people and then I'm going to wire them for relationship. And then I'm going to entitle these relationships, parents and bosses and parent, you know, friends and all these things that they're going to relate to one another. And they're going to have this human experience of of being together with people and enjoying one another. And that was in the mind of God. But I don't want them to enjoy themselves, um, themselves with one another beyond their relationship with me. You got it? I want them to enjoy me, but I want them to enjoy themselves also. So you're wired. So nothing wrong with you wanting to be with someone and, and not, not in romantic, you know, just a friend, somebody, right? Principle number three is God made relationships for connection. That's how we connect with one another. The whole world is, is connected by relationship. Everything's a relationship. Everything's a relationship. Tell me something that's not a relationship. Everything is a relationship. What kind of relationship do you have with that? Everything is connected by relationships. Your life goes up and down based on your relationship. You can have all the money in the world, but if you have a terrible relationship, you feel terrible. It says super, relationships supersede other things. Now, now if, <clears throat> if heaven is real, take this up. If heaven is real, and it is, we believe it, the only reason you don't want to go there is because you got relationships on earth. That's, that's why you don't want to go. And every time, you know, I, you know, I always make deals with God. God, if you just let me live long enough to see my kids get married. They got married. Okay, God, if you just let me live long enough to see. <laughs> if you let me live see see grandkids. Okay, okay. Now I'm saying, God, if I could just marry one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? You why? What's keeping me here? Relationships. That's what keeps you here. I mean, that's what keeps you going, man. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget Trudy Khan just told me. She was, oh, she was her last days. And I was talking to her. And I was sitting there. And she was out of it. And she had brain, had, the, the cancer had spread to her brain. <clears throat> and she was, and all of a sudden, she was, she was like, you know, just kind of comatose, right? Then all of a sudden, she popped up. And she told me, she said, tell the people it's all about relationship. And then she went back. It's like she saw something from heaven. Come and tell me. Tell the people it's all about relationships. Like I said before, when, you, when you're at that point, people, I've never seen nobody. I've been a number of, of, play, of deathbeds and what we call death watches. You know, and they never say, go get that car. You know, let's say the rain's like, I'm going to miss that car. I mean, like, <laughs> nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? They try to make amends. They try to, you know, reconcile what they've been to other people. They try to do all those things. And it's all birthed on relationship, okay? So let, let's, let's try to work on these godly relationships. Let's try to get these relationships together and, in a godly way and enjoy one another as God has told us to enjoy one another. Amen? And so last week we, we went over point one was uh, love matters what? Most. That's what we said. The, it's the center of everything, all right? He <clears throat> says, love the Lord, your God, with all what? Your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is, is this, love. See, love, love, love God, love neighbor. Love God, love <clears throat> matters most. Because the, love is the center of the relationship. God is love. 
Love and God go together. Right. So love is God. And so when this loving God says, so it tells me that this, and, and this, this loving God says, I'm going to create people, and I want them to have a relationship of what? Love. Amen. I love this Bible because it tells me, okay, now me and Keisha, you know, are supposed to have love for one another. Because right. I'm God, love. Before, every, before we came on the scene, God and love was together. And so he's going to see, say, I'm going to create these people to have a relationship from love. So the center of it, it should be like this. If we're genuine with one another, me and Jay, the first time Jay, especially in the body of Christ, right? Jay should automatically know, he loved me. I love her. We, we, this, this thing's like this. We ain't got to jump up and I got to prove I love you. In, in the body of Christ, it's like, it's unconditional. It's like, I love you because I love you. 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 Why? Why? I love you. Because that's what relationship is. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, what, that's what we do here. That's what draws people to the church. That they don't have to do all these, jump these hoops and buy these cars and, and, and wear these things for them to get attention and be loved. That we just love you for your own crazy self. Isn't that right? <clears throat> for your own inconsequencies. <clears throat> that I, if I could be transparent as a pastor and tell you this, these things like this, you don't take that and, and get mad at it and say, okay, he's telling me out of Love. That anything I speak is out of I ain't throwing off on nobody. Don't humanize this. See, I'm a vessel used by God. There's two things I know in life. I might know more, but I know two. <laughs> Nietzsche's Graham is God sent to my life. I know that. I know that and life has proving it out that this is the woman that I was on the bus coming everybody knows the story <laughs> joining the military don't know why I got into this situation dark looking out the window and I got this impression from the creator your wife is in this city saw her at a club and said I'm going to marry this woman We out in the club and everything else. We not no pastor first lady. You know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't say I, I didn't met that first lady. I just, I just, <laughs> no, I, I, I saw some yellow meat. That's what I saw. I, mean, I said, can I, can, I, can, I, can I do the real about it? I, that's, that's what I saw. <laughs> I didn't see no, I didn't see no first lady. I mean, <laughs> That came later, you know. <laughs> That's what that was all about. I'm sorry, Bree. Put put Bree. Uh, put put her ear like that. <laughs> I don't want to hear stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but God, I know that. I know that. And then the next one is, I know I was driving the Macedonian Baptist Church, and the whiners came on and said, "The question is, will you do my will? Will you right?" And I knew what he was talking about that day. I gave my life, not the fact, I, I, I joined, I joined, they call come down, I gave into the ministry. There's two things I know for sure. And then, I lied, there's a third one. <laughs> I know I was in a room, Yolanda Adams, alone in a room. And God said, I want you to teach my people, I want you to establish a church for me. I know three things. God, Called me, gave me my wife, and gave me this church. 
I know that. So whether you understand it or not, and like, like Jesus walked the earth, they didn't know who Jesus was. I guarantee you when you get to heaven, he's going to affirm who I was to you. I know that. So you can get up here and think I'm throwing off and all that if you want to. And this is a human element. But the only thing that's going to justify me, it's a sad to say, Martha, is on judgment day. Amen. So what I'm saying here is, for us to get relationships, and what God is saying to you, this is how it's in the body of Christ, not where you came from, not your family constellations, not all that stuff you learned in your household, how you deal with people. He's teaching you, as my part of my family, this is how we're going to deal with one another. Amen. We're going to deal with one another on the basis of love. Because love matters most. Because I am love. You got it? So we said human love is based upon conditions and limitations. Human love is based upon conditions of similarities, likability, and compatibility, and expectations being met. That's what, we, that's what we deal with. Human love is limited to our personal capacity and type of relationships. Meaning, it, it, if you can bring me to the end and I'm tired of you, right. it's my limitations, okay? We all got limitations, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm out of this thing because it's, 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 it's exceeding. Number two is God's love is unconditional and unlimited. God's love is unconditional. It's not predicated on likability. It's not predicated on your likability because we all can get in unlikable situations. But an act of God's will or it's an act of my will, not my emotions, to love the unlovable unto a relationship. Is that I'm able to love you when you're unlikable unto a relationship. I'm always fighting for a relationship with you and God. Always. Always. Come in, how can we resolve this? What can I do? Right. It's, oh, that's God. That's, what God. that's how God treats me. Amen. God's love is unlimited. It lasts from everlasting to everlasting. You cannot exhaust God's love for you. That's why if you look in Romans, the fifth chapter, it says... God's love is given to us, shed by the Holy Spirit, meaning he keeps pumping up. God, I'm, ready to, I'm running out of love on these people. I'm running out of love. The Holy Ghost, come on, give me some more love. So you can walk like God and you will not get tired of people because you're always fighting for the relationship. This is Christian love. This is Christian relationship, okay? You got it? It's in your... Now, now again... It's in your covenant. You told God you would live by this. Right. It, this is how his family operates. This is, this is let me give you an example. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one, what, and only son into the world. That what? That we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he what? And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God's love is tangible. God showed his love. It's sacrificial. He sent his one and only son. It's unconditional. Not that we love God. You ain't got to love me to love you. That's the the difference from the world, man. You ain't got to love me to love you. I love you. I don't like you. I love you. Because that's not emotional with me. I love you. And I'm going to do the best thing I can in the best interest of you always. No matter what you do to me. That's God's love. That's what he wanted his children to have, that kind of love. You got it? Point two was, God, love God what? First. Very important. I don't want Nietzsche loving me first. I don't, no, 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 no. 
Love God first, because that's how we got connected. Love God first. That's how we stayed together all these years. Love God first. It works, people. Let's read. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. All right? If you love God with all that, you do not want to displease him. We demonstrate our love by our obedience. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments or my covenant. So if you love him, if, you, if I'm reading this and you love God, oh, God, I'm so sorry. i got to keep your covenant. Oh, my God, i, I, I got to change. This, 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 this is all this is. And this is very simple stuff here. Univer- and, then, and then it says uh, faithfulness. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. So we love God first by our obedience and by our faithfulness. And inherent within love is my affection, my desire. I just want to please God so much, man, like David. Man, he said, David is a man after my own heart, my own affections. He loves me. We're, we're affection to affection, man. I love God, I desire, man. I just want to please you, God. If I hear that I ever displease you, God, I'm so broken. You got to come and comfort me because why, so dis- why are you so downcast, Keith? Because I'm displeasing God. Amen. And I want to please him. That's the kind of love he wants from us. That it displeases you so much that you'll be downcast to God. God would have to come and tell you, it's all right. Come on now. Cheer up. Go on now. It's all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I remember my, my daddy, he gave me my first whooping because I imitated them. <laughs> I, I, I said, well, it was a cigarette on the, on the, on the, a lit cigarette on the, on the table. So, you know, I'm, I'm five years old. I picked up. <laughs> hey, what was I doing? I'm imitating. Man, my daddy saw that. He said, boy, come here. And he, and he, he put me over his, his uh, lap, right? But I hit, I hit, hit it, and, and blood came out. And he looked at me. He said, oh, and he hugged me. I didn't mean that. I said, daddy, it's all right. Because he had my affection, and I had his affection. And I knew I was wrong. But immediately when I see, when he saw he hurt me, he grabbed me. That's the way God is. That's it. God, I hurt you. He'll grab you. That's it. He says, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's the kind of relationship God wants, man. Amen. You know what this old superficial Christian stuff? Come up here and give him, hey, 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 hey. And you ain't feeling them. You ain't believing them. They don't touch you. When you sin, not saying we ain't going to sin, but you sin. Like, oh, God, help me, Jesus. That's what kind of relationship you want. The creator, not about this now, the creator wants this. Now, we don't think God's feelings get hurt. I know he's not in his feelings, but he, he, he can be disappointed. That's it. Amen. You know, he, he can take it. He can take it. Now, you, you, you don't want nobody treating you like that. You can take it. Don't worry about it. Like, no consideration of your feelings. Right? Because we're in feelings, Right? Okay, y'all don't want to go there, right? Because you don't want you don't want to get caught in it, right? But that's true. So treat God the way you want to be treated. Got it? This is the universal law. This is the universal law. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the whole law and the problem. Listen, if you just do this, you're gonna be all right. Isn't that right? He said, listen, if you just do that, just do that. Do unto others, they, they would do unto you. Just do that, man. Now, I've got three play things you do. Treat people like you would treat yourself. That's what he said. Right? 
treat people like you. Look at people before you go off on them. Look at you and say, I wouldn't go off on myself. Let me, let me talk to you. Right? See people through you. See, see people as you would want to be treated. Everybody comes to me. Everybody, everybody when they get in conflict and stuff like that, we'll talk about that next week. When they get in conflict, they just don't accept me. They don't understand me. They want something they're not willing to give to other people. My God. Everything they've been saying, they be, all the things that they want, they won't give to the other person. So you got two people sitting there talking about, oh, they don't understand me, don't understand me, don't understand me. Nobody wants to stop and say, okay, let me look through your eyes. Let me sit in your seat. Let me see what, really how this looks. But he said that in the scripture. We'll look at it, right? Treat people as God sees them. If you can't do that, see them like, God, how you see this crazy person? I see him crazy. How you see him? No, ask God how you see them. Because God put, God loves us all. So I'm talking to somebody, listen, very important point. God, you're talking to somebody God loves. Well, watch how you're talking to them. If God loves these people, I got to figure out how come you love this person. But then I thought, think about same way he loved me. Right? If we look as Christian, if we act like Christians, if we look at this Christian, see him as God sees him. And if God loves them, I guess I got to love you. I ain't got to understand it. If God loves you, I love you. If we could do that, Christians, this place would be hopping. And, and your household would be hopping. Your job would be hopping. You can, this person would go everywhere. All right? You see your boss, your boss, everybody, has anybody been in a situation that you're a leader where you're in the home, you're at the right, give your boss a break. He don't know what he's doing. Just sit in his seat. Give him a break or her a break. Oh, no, no, we always like, no, we're Christians. Help them. They sinking, help them. No, I don't know. They don't deserve my help. You don't deserve God's forgiveness. So who you tell they don't deserve? You know why I don't go off on fault? One time I, I would say, get him, God. And then just, I got that impression. God told me, Ronji, if I get them, I got to get you. So I stopped a long time ago trying to God get them. <laughs> uh-uh, no, no, no. Mercy, God. Mercy, mercy, love, everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no. I got that impression. I was mad. I want you know how you get somebody get you. Uh, get them. They wrong. My self righteousness came up. My holiness. Everything right about me came up. Right. Yes, for us. Now get them. Just I want to suffer. Suffer. I suffer. <laughs> and God said, if I get them, I got to get you. So what He was saying is, you stay in the posture of prayer, and we'll see in the scripture next week. Vengeance is mine. I'll take care of this. But you stay in the posture of love and forgiveness. That's Christian relationship. That don't come from your house. They didn't teach you that in the street. They don't teach you that in the club. And that probably not going on in your, in your marriage. But it's going on in the Christian club. If we want to be the real body of Christ. We want to be the real body of Christ. We want to be real people that follow God. Say hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, we're going to the next best thing and all that. And we don't have love. It don't count because love is the connector 
of the relationships. Treat people like they were your children. How many chances do you give your children? Okay, keep on moving on. <laughs> no, really, right? You're not going to throw your children away, people. So give me a children break. <laughs> you don't like me, give me a child's break, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's deal with that. Love one another. Jesus said this, a new commandment I give you, he's, he's going to tell us how to do it. As I have loved you, so you must what? Love one another. Why do we over, this is our covenant. This is God, this is God talking to me. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another or my follower, right? The command is what? Love one another. An act of the will, not my emotion. I don't, I'm not feeling you, Nietzsche, but an act of the, mo, of the, the uh, obedience, act of my will. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my will my to catch up. Right. Right. Got it? How? As I have loved you. Got it. I know how to do this thing now. Oh, yeah, you forgive me. You accept me. I'm unlovable. You, I'm unlikable. And you still deal with me. Oh, I got it. Cool, cool. Got it. See, God said, don't act like you don't understand this. Like I do you. Like, it's like this. He says, love one another. Well, how, how, how am I going to do that? Like I loved you. Oh, okay, got it. So he gives them an example. Then he says, Why? So all men outside of the body of Christ will know you, my followers. So love and our relationships are supposed to attract the world. Amen. Not our praise and worship. Not our giving. Right. Not our big buildings we build. Because right. the world, God knows this. God knows this. He reconciled the world on relationship. God so loved the world, right? He understands that, that love draws people. So he says, if you really want to draw people, it's not with your doctrine. It's with your relation of love that's going to draw people. Amen. Because people are wired for relationships. And when they see genuine relationships, unconditional love, that when they're unlovable, you love them. Oh, that's going to be like, oh, my God, those Christian people. Those Christian people just off the chain. Those people just, oh, my God. You won't see relationships. Watch Christians. Just watch Christians. You know, I don't believe in their God, but I sure want to get in on their relationships. I still, you know, forget their God. You know, you can have atheists up here, but they will love their, they, they, listen, I don't believe in your God, but I just want to be, be around y'all relationships. I just want to get some of this, this love y'all be giving around up in here. <clears throat> That's how we're supposed to appeal to the world. You know what? I never hear Christians on the phone talking about one another. Why, why, why don't you guys do that? Because we don't, we don't do that. We, right. If we have issues, we go to the person and we talk it out. and let's, That's how we deal with relationships in the church. Really? Wow, yeah. I've never heard you gossip about nobody. I mean, you, you keep secret. I mean, like, I've never heard you guys Christians. You guys are something else. Oh, my God. You, you know how to handle your anger and your disagreements and your disappointments in one another. You just kind of just, how do you do that? Well, because we're receiving it from the Father. He's, right. he, he's treating me like that, so we treat other people like that. that that's, that's how we do it. You know, that's why I want you guys to come on in, because you get some of this love up in here, okay? Just come on, come on. That's would draw people to God is our love for one another. Mature Christ followers. But I tell you, what do you say? Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That you be what? As children of your father in heaven. 
What does he do? He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what does it say? You ain't did nothing. Me and Martha love it. It's easy to flow with Martha. I don't even know if love is really there when it just flows like that. Love is when she disappoints me. That's why, that's why he commands us to love. Kind of hint, hint. I tell you to do this because there's going to be some people that you ain't going to want to love. You better love them. If, if, if you love those who love you, what will we have? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your uh, own people, your own little group, right. Right. leave my people, leave my people. Don't the people in the world do that? Let the world see you hug people who are not your people. These ain't my people, but I love them. These are my, my people. These are my, my people. I, don't, they, I think they're crazy. I don't know what's up with them. These are my people. Can't stand them, but these are my people. No, no. That's Christian love. That's when the world gets attention. That gets attention of the world. This isn't your covenant, people. This ain't Pastor Keith's idea. Pastor Keith's idea is to be like you. Clickers. These ain't my people. These my people. Fooey. Yeah. Yes. So I'm here to my covenant with God. You got it? This ain't supposed to be normal. This ain't supposed to make sense. It's spiritual. Then he says, this, don't do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, more mature. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Oh, so that's what he's trying to do. Right. It's perfect us to be like the father. Then he says this. If you if, if someone says I love God. But hates a fellow believer. That person is what? For if we don't love people we can't see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? So I, that's one thing I can call you a liar if you don't love. Think about this. John's saying, listen, y'all, if y'all don't get that love thing right, y'all lying. Because you can't love God whom you can't see. You can, if you can't love a person you see, you can't love God who you can't see. So in Pastor John's church, you better love in his church. Because they'll be calling you out. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Everybody would like this one here. Forgiveness for one another. Let's read together. Make allowances for each other's faults. Uh-oh. And do what? Uh-oh. This is my covenant. So when I read this covenant, if I'm a real Christian, Christ follower, when I see this stuff, I'm getting this stuff right. Or else you just came and you're religious and you just, just listen to the sermon and go home. This is my covenant with God. This is what God talking to me. I don't get Christian folk. Remember, the Lord did what? Forgave you. So then what? Huh? What did it say? It's an imperative. You must. It didn't say, yeah, you, you, you decide. No, you what? Because why? He forgave you. So you forgive others. And then this, 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 this one. Above all, here we go back to this love again. Clothe yourself with what? Because why is it? Why? Because it binds us together. In what? Perfect harmony. Now, let's go through this. Everybody heard these scriptures, but nobody act on these scriptures. Characteristics of love. Love is what? Patience. That means you, you go at my pace. I may not get it overnight, but you're going to go at my pace and we're going to learn. Love is kind. Let's read it together. 
It does not envy. So I'm happy when you succeed. I'm happy when your children succeed. I don't envy your children. I don't envy your stuff. They all say, yeah, they, they think they chat children and all that. He think his grandchildren and all that. See, that's envy. Why, 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 why? If we're loving one another, you should be happy for me. You, you know, you know I'm, let me get this. Let me show you something. And then it says, keep on what it say. Then what? The, it does not what? It does, what, does not boast. It does not what? It's not proud. And this what? It does not dishonor others. It is not what? It is not what? But you can't be angered, but it's not easily angered. So you can be angered, but you don't, you don't sin, okay? Any what? Oh, my God. Let's read that one again. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 1988. Yeah, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened in 1966. Oh, Lord. I, 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 I see every time the, the, the husband and wife come in there, they get that record. Men, the men get lost because men can't, women got photographic stuff. The man think he coming there for one thing. The women come like, let me tell you, Pastor. 1972. I thought we was in 2019. You talking about 1972. Well, it all started in 72. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Lord. You didn't keep a record that long? Lord. <laughs> The man, the man just will. He, the man just wilted like, oh, 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 I can't remember that stuff, Pastor. And, 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 and you say, did they do it? Yeah, Pastor. Whatever the whatever the record, whatever the record shows, I did that. Did <laughs> Lord Jesus, Pastor, I don't know. You know, what I'm saying? right? But it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not what delight in evil, but joy in the truth. It always what. Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now look at this. It says, look, look at this. And then it must be so because it says this. Work at living in peace. That means peace just don't come. You gotta work at it. See that? It's to tell you we're gonna have conflicts because we're different kind of people. He says, so y'all gotta work in it. With everyone, with everyone. And work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. And that's a whole different slant there, right? But the first part is work at peace with everyone. That's not the ones you want to. Everybody. It takes work to keep peace. Right? Got it? So let me tell you like this. Dynamics of covenant relationships. Let me tell you how to, I'm going to conclude with this. Let me tell you how the church has made the dynamics of a church. Let's read together. First of all, we fellowship. Become his followers. Then we go into a fellowship, joint participate, joint participators, meaning we start participating, we start sharing our tithes, offerings, working in the ministry, and we interact that way, right? Got it? And then ultimately, some of us end up in what? Friendships. That's the dynamics of a church, all right? We all begin here as followers. Great. Hallelujah. Glory to God, right? And then uh, we get into fellowships. And then some things can break out in fellowship because you're working on the ministry together and you can't follow instructions. And some people don't want to do that. If I got to do that, I ain't going to do it and all that kind of stuff. So, okay, got it. You know, I mean, just all kind of dynamics get into that kind of stuff, right? So then you fall out over how the procedures of the church, Lord. You got to fall out. I don't want to do it like that. I don't want to do it like that. Oh, okay, okay. We ain't got to fall out about this, okay? Just, just don't do it. You know, just crazy stuff. Just, and then friendship, Right? Companions. Then you get in that, and then so these are the dynamics of the church, and these are how all things we can come in conflict in the church because we're touching each other in those three different areas, right? So let me tell you what happens in the body of Christ and how Christ is at the center of my relationship that we forget. There's three things you can't do, and we'll talk about it next week about keeping peace and, and conflict resolution. 
But let me tell you right now, three things in the church that I want you to take heed to. And I want you, if you listen, Sarah, walk, walk in Christ. And God is at the center of your relationship. These three things you cannot do if you're in conflict with your fellow brother and sister in Christ. Okay? Number one. Number one. You cannot pray for forgiveness. Let's read it. What does it say? But, hold on. But, when you are praying, what's the first thing you're supposed to do? What's the first thing you're supposed to do when you pray? What's the first thing you do when you start praying? Why? Because most of the time in your prayer, you, what you asking for? So it says the first thing you do is forgive. So how we have anything going on here? So, so you are holding a grudge against anybody. So me and Nisha can't be walking around the house. and Then that, man, that tells me Nisha can't. I can't be praying if I'm holding a grudge against Nisha. That just can't happen. Because why? Me and Nisha are not connected together. We connect together through God. God loves us both. And he's ticked off at both of us because of the way we act. So he says, I love Nietzsche, even though Nietzsche ain't cooking, you don't care, you still love her. Now, she do cook, she do cook. Now, my wife, my wife cook, my wife asked me today, she goes, baby, what you want? I said, baby, you don't want nothing. I mean, you, 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 you almost 60, don't worry about that, don't worry about that. <laughs> Dan, she hit 60, now I call her Miss Nietzsche, Miss Nietzsche, Miss Nietzsche, Miss Nietzsche. She, she didn't graduate, she, she, a 60-year-old woman need my respect, Miss Nietzsche. Miss Nietzsche. <laughs> That's Miss Nietzsche. Miss right. <laughs> Nisha, come on to bed. Come on to bed, Miss Nisha. <laughs> okay, 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 cut it out. Come on, come on, come on, come on put, put it out. Put, back, back, back. Come on, we gotta go. We gotta go. What, what, they forgot. Come on. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. Right? This is my covenant with God. I don't want to do this. But I got to do this. Okay? It's not something you feel. You got to do it. So what? So that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Meaning he will hold, not your salvation, you're still saved and all that kind of stuff. But he will hold what you're asking for him to forgive. He will hold that against you. Meaning he will stop fellowship with you because you stop fellowship with someone he loves. He will stop fellowship with you. Now you can talk, think what you get. You, you listen, he ain't listening because you're out of fellowship with him because you're out of fellowship with someone he loves. All right? So we can play church if we want to. But this makes me want to get it right. Because you ain't going to, listen, I don't care what you do. You ain't going to get me out of fellowship with God. That's why you keep God first. If you, if, you, if you think your relationship with God is precious enough, then Nietzsche ain't going to hold me back from God. No, 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 no. Ain't no argument in this house. No, 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 no. Now, when you go, I don't, everybody think, when I go, I say, Nietzsche, I'm sorry. Say, I don't care. I'm released. You know what I'm saying? I'm released. I'm okay. I mean, that's, that's our issue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, God, can you forgive me for this one and this one? And this one? Yes, sir. Now, I got to be sincere with it. All right. But, hey, I forget, you know. But that's on her now. See what I'm saying? So now you know, anybody can't, can't nobody bound you and say, I ain't going to forgive you. Now you say, I can't go to God. No, no. You do your part. If they don't do their part, they, they the one can't talk. You know what I'm saying? Number two. Come on, we got to go. Can I give your tithes and offerings? Listen, tithing. See, churches ain't going to tell you this. But this ain't get all the money you can, can, all you can't want. You know, no, no. This is, I'm going to teach you how to worship right. You don't give if you ain't giving what? First. And you don't give if you got some stuff going on in relationship. Please, God does not recognize your tithes and offerings when you're a broken relationship with people he loves. 
So keep it. And it'll tell you what to do with it. Because you can't spend it because it ain't yours. So you got to put it on the side. Now, if that means something to you, guess what you're going to try to do? Go get it right. So if you are what? Presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple. And you suddenly remember that someone has something against you. You just like, oh, what? I heard somebody say they got something against Hold on. What did it say? Leave your sacrifice with Al. Just leave it with Al. Just leave it with Al. <laughs> Don't be going to try to spend it. Right? And do what? Go and be what? Is God in your relationship? Is he looking at your relationship? See, he's saying, listen. Listen, no, 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 no. We all do this together. No, 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 no. Keep your money. I don't want your money. You have fallen out with my, my, my children. Y'all, no, no. No, no. Keep it. I don't want money given it when you got arts against your brothers and sisters. So in the body of Christ here, I encourage you. If you fall out with anybody in the body of Christ, we do not receive your offer because I don't want you to just give money empty. Okay? So the offerings go down next time. I know we got a lot of stuff going on in the church. You know what I'm saying? But, that's, but you know what? I'm going to see God, right? Amen. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Keep it. Keep it, people. Please. I'm, I'm serious. I don't want you to violate something because God's not going to recognize your tithe and offering because you're falling out. Okay? So keep it. You can, you can come to church and everything, but you just can't give an offering. You got it? Is that what our covenant says? I don't hear no amen. That's what it says. People say, you, you've never seen this in you never seen this in force because the church is so hard up about getting money. I'll give you money. No, no, no. We receive worship, not money. And you have to worship right to give your money. If it's not right, then we don't receive your worship. Amen. Got it? And God to have somebody come in here. Amen. Somebody, last week I said, oh, we don't know this person. This person came out and said, get to the church. Four figures. Just just came and visited and gave us. So people your your money is not going to take us down. If I teach this right, God said, okay, I'll send a million now. I'll take care of that. Hallelujah. Oh, he's got a white pocketbook in here, up in here. I'm teaching you right. Amen. Keep going, keep going. See? And then he says, be reconciled. So that then. Then he said, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Okay? All I'm trying to teach you, do it right. Next one. Number three, cannot take communion. If that means anything to you, you want to get it right. What does it say? So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord, unworthily, this is, is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why, this is this, self-awareness. What does it say? That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body, you know, you know what the body word, who is the body? You're the body. He says without honoring the body, the members of the body, honoring them. In proper relationship, if you're not honoring his body, which is, that's who you are. This is the body he's talking about. The body that you've divided now, you, the body. If you don't honor the body, keep on reading. What does it say? You are eating and drinking judgment upon yourself because you're not honoring one another. You are the body of Christ. Then it says what? That is why. Many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. What they're saying is that's why today some of you can hear the word and it has no resonance in you because you're dead spiritually. Because you're taking communion unworthily because you have dishonored some member in the body by having grudges against them and not getting it right. 
If communion means something to you, you want to get that right. There's three things you cannot do. If you're an art with your brother and sister, what does that do? supposed to do? Encourage us to get it done. This is how we have relationships in the body of Christ. And this is not no worldly stuff. This is how you do it with the body of Christ. Let me give you a personal testimony, and we're done. Next week, we'll, you know, let me sum up. This is, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show what? The truth by our actions. Takeaway is this. Love matters what? Most. Love God first. Love one another second. A triangular relationship is when is we love God first and one another second. See that? First, go down to the love of God. First, tap into the love of God and then love one another second. You got it? Let me tell you something that God blessed me. Before I met my wife, I was in a relationship with this woman, probably been my, been my wife in St. Louis. When I met her, she was in church. I pulled her out to church by my wicked ways. And so when I came down here, God told me, well, I didn't know God time. I hooked up with Nietzsche's right. Called her back, told her, you know, it's, it's off. She was devastated, blah, blah, blah. When I got saved, I remembered her. I've always remembered, right, that I took somebody from church. And it hounded me for years. I said, God, please, how's she doing? What's going on? Oh, God. I was praying, God, please. Hope, hope she's back in church. God. Bishop Copeland asked me to go to Tulsa for Azusa to, to sell some tapes for him. That right? I said, Bishop, I don't want to go. I'm, Bishop, I'm. Come on, kid. Come on, man. I said, okay, okay, okay. So I go there. I'm behind a table selling tape. Who walks by? You don't tell me God don't hear. I've been praying for years to see that girl again, to see if she was all right. And when I saw her, I said, oh, my God, what? And she's like, she said, I'm back in the church. Like that. Awesome. Don't tell me God will answer prayers when you have a desire for relationships to be right. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give you all praise and our glory. We've all, we, we all, God, we all fall short of this tremendous call of relationship. I mean, you know, we all humble before you in the way you treat us. But we want to work on it. It's our covenant with you. And so we appreciate you so much, God. And thank you so much that we're going to come together and do the body of Christ and really have relationships like you want us to have, that the world may know and want to be a part of this relationship uh, that we have with you and with one another. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen.